Hi, I'm Aoki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I am sitting down and talking to author Ambrose Stoliker, who's written a supernatural horror, which I'm really, really excited to talk about because lately I've been reading something else besides horror books, and I'm ready to sink myself into this one. The title is The Strange Nighttime Journey of Father Stephen Marlowe, and I'm ready to get into this book. Hi, Ambrose. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I'm good. I'm ready to get into this book. I was reading the synopsis a little bit. Can you tell me what the book is about? Yeah, sure. Uh, So The Strange Nighttime Journey of Father Stephen Marlowe is, well, really simply put, uh, it's the story of a Roman Catholic priest who has to descend into a hellish type underworld to save the soul of his younger brother who had was at one time a catholic priest himself and who committed suicide uh the year before the novel takes place so it's really a story about a priest in father marlowe who is undergoing a profound crisis of faith and has experienced deep feelings of guilt over what he feels was his role in his brother's suicide. Oh, wow. That is really darker than I thought. And I feel like this is not only an emotional book as well, it's a lot of inner strength and a lot of action to this book. How did this come about to begin with? Well, it's an interesting story. The (laughs) book actually started as a 2,000-word short story about 12 years ago. So I wrote it. The story was about a young priest who is fresh out of the seminary, who kind of has a very, you know, black and white, not very sophisticated or nuanced outlook on life and, you know, thinks he knows all there is to know about good and evil in the world. And he's on his first assignment as a priest at a parish, and he has an encounter with a satanic figure who enters his confessional and proceeds to tear his world apart. Oh, wow. So it was a, it was a short story and I must've submitted it maybe 30 or 40 times and it, it, no one would bite on it. None of the horror magazines I was submitting it to would bite on it. And so I just kind of set it aside for a while. And then one day I was thinking about it. So I always felt like it had the kernel of a good story in it. So I just started thinking, well, what is it about this character that's so interesting? And, and I was like, well, what if he's like this priest who's actually more my age, so like more like a middle-aged guy. He's in some kind of pain. And so then it became a question, well, why is he in pain? And I was like, oh, well, it's because his brother committed suicide. Well, why did his brother commit suicide? Because of this, that, and the other thing. Uh, And then, okay, well, what if he's making confession and all of a sudden he has this experience where the confessional, the, the floor under him in the confessional actually gives way and he's kind of plunged into this netherworld, wow. uh, kind of like uh, Richard Matheson's dreams may come, what dreams may come. And oh, it just yeah. kind of went on from there. And so I, I put the story through four drafts and it basically went from like a 2000 word story to a an 80 page novella to a 47,000 word 
novel. And so then I started submitting it to literary agents and publishers. And I couldn't, I must've submitted it to maybe 40 or 50 of them and no one would bite on it. And finally, um, this uh, small horror press in Massachusetts read half of it. And and the strangest thing happened. It's never happened to me. A publisher actually called me on the phone and said, hey, I'm reading your book. I'm halfway through it. I really want to publish it. So I was like, okay, well, finish reading it. And then let me know if you <laughs> do want to publish it. He was like, it reminds me of Dante's Inferno and oh, all, this wow. other, all these other kind of classical uh, stories. And it was obvious that he really understood what I was trying to say in the story. And it just kind of went on from there. And he decided to to, to buy the book and, and bring it to market. So he's been a great guy to work with, a p- small publisher. And so that's kind of how it came about. Congratulations on Thank getting you. this book to this point. I'm really fascinated by that. How was it writing Father Stephen Marlowe? How was it writing his character and what he has to go through? Because it's yeah. not only just him, but it's all these other elements to it to make it a horror book. How was that? I kind of chose horror as my genre more than a decade ago. I used to write stories that were more like literary in nature. Mm-hmm. But I'd always been a big horror, fantasy, sci-fi fan, and especially horror. I was a big Stephen King and H.P. Lovecraft fan, uh, especially their short stories. Um, I had written two kind of literary novels and was working on a third one. Uh, None of them had gotten published. I was working on a third one and I couldn't, I got stuck. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to take a break from this thing and I'm going to try and write a ghost story. I've never written a ghost story and I've always loved reading them. So I wrote one and then I wrote like a dozen more horror stories and I started submitting them and they were getting published. And so, you know, over the next several years, I must have had like 14 or 15 of them published. Uh, and oh, then I, wow. had two, I had two horror novellas published with a different publisher. So then when I started writing Father Marlowe, it, it's a character-driven story. Uh, it, it was always focused on what is the character going through? What motivates this guy? Why is he doing what he's doing? And then putting him in, you know, really god-awful situations, which is what you do to fictional characters right you just <laughs> you just put them through hell literally with this guy <laughs> and the story kind of writes itself so yeah i mean i think he's an interesting character he's very flawed in a lot of ways i wanted to write about a priest because i i find that vocation fascinating to a certain extent i just kind of wondered what would it be like to be a priest who is undergoing a crisis of faith when that's your job right is to mm-hmm inspire provide comfort to people who are having you know spiritual problems themselves uh, and then if you're the shepherd and you're and you're having your own spiritual problems that to me is like a really interesting quandary for a, a character to go through so that's kind of how his story got came into being right do you get to read about the brother's uh, experience or point of view, or this is all from... You do. No, I, I'd say Stephen Marlowe is the is the central character, and it is his journey. But yeah, I mean, you can't tell his story without telling his brother's story as well. And so, yeah, you get to hear, you know, what his brother Christopher struggled with, why he took his own life, 
and what role Stephen played in that. I think it's a really compelling story. It explores a lot of different themes, the relationship between brothers. It can be complicated. I have a brother, you know, uh, uh, so anyone who has a sibling can understand that. It explores good and evil and, you know, whether like evil is like, is there a, a, a like a corporeal force of evil? Is there a corporeal force of good? you know, kind of like spiritual warfare type of things. But I, I think at its heart, it's really a story about someone who is coming to terms with his own flaws. And despite his own flaws, loved his brother very much and uh, is doing everything in his power to make up for mistakes that he made. I was wondering how your writing process or journey was having to write these characters versus the world that you have built around these characters the whole underworld process the supernatural part mm. was there one or the other that was more difficult or that you really really enjoyed writing i enjoyed them both so much of a character's development can be done through dialogue and i love writing dialogue i think part of that is because i'm a child of the cinema you know i grew up watching movies like everybody my age <laughs> and so good dialogue is something that i think is always kind of come easily to me. So I do enjoy the interplay between between characters and and fleshing out characters and making them three-dimensional. Uh, it can be challenging. You know, sometimes the, the times when I get stuck the most in when I'm writing a story, it's usually one of two reasons. Either A, I don't quite understand why a character is doing what they're doing, or I don't know what's going to happen next in the story, right? You just like... Mm -hmm. And then what happened? And, and you don't right. have an answer. And sometimes the way to deal with that is to take a break from the story. Sometimes it's to just write through it. And even if you know what you're writing is crap and you're not going to keep it, it still can help you get from point A to point B. So I wouldn't say one is harder than the other in terms of world building and character development. Um, they both have their own challenges and, and rewards. Okay. Well, I'm definitely... Really interested going into the horror part of the book. How much did you dig deep into the horror aspect of this book versus having to shift back into like the relationship between the two brothers and stuff? Like, what can we expect as far as the horror part? Well, I think the the horror uh, in the novel takes many different forms. I've gotten a lot of praise from bookstagrammers and book bloggers and critics who have read the book around the world building, around some of the, the horror, the horrific characters that appear in it, whether they're supernatural in nature or whether they're other characters, human characters. Um, you know, one of I think one of the most horrific parts of the book is the family dynamics that took place with Stephen and his brother, Christopher, and his mother and his father, his his parents were both, you know, uh, substance abusers, and his father was incredibly physically abusive and emotionally abusive, and and they just were terrible parents. And so, you know, part of his journey isn't just through this world. He actually, as he goes through this world, which is called the Well of Lost Souls, he encounters his parents who have been dead for many years, and he has to kind of come to terms with the things they did to him and to his brother. And 
the role he played in what happened to his brother. So the horror takes many different forms. Uh, I've gotten a lot of praise for a few different characters in the book that are truly just totally supernatural in nature. I would refer to them as monsters, kind of. I think the emotional horror that um, Stephen and Christopher go through uh, are is also a, a huge driver of the narrative. What can you tell me about you as an author, Ambrose? I, I'm still what I would consider a small press horror author. I, I think, you know, I have a, a fairly lengthy publication history between the short stories I've had published in horror magazines and the novellas I've had published with small presses. And that's kind of where I am right now. You know, uh, I'm always writing, I try to write a thousand words a day, five days a week. Don't always get there, but I'm pretty consistent in my writing, like in my discipline. In terms of like what I'm working on right now, I'm a big history buff. I'm a huge fan of horror that are, is set during like in a period piece. So oh, I just finished a, uh, about six months ago, I finished a collection of short horror stories that all take place in the antebellum, the, during the civil war and in the kind of reconstruction, so-called Indian wars period. So basically from like 1850s until the 1880s. So I finished that and I've been shopping that around trying to find a publisher for that. I have a novel also set during Reconstruction that I put that I, I just finished a first draft of that, and I'll be revisiting that soon to put it through a second draft. And then I also have three like short, weird Western stories that I'm writing. The first, the current one I'm I'm writing takes place in the New Mexico Territory in the 1880s. So yeah, a lot of like historical horror over the last couple of years for me. I wow. I can't believe how you can just keep all that straight together because I would be so confused for me as an author. <laughs> But I'm so fascinated by all this. But you published this particular book back in May. Correct. So are you done with Father Marlowe then? Have you, do you, you feel know, that's all completed? It's a good question. <laughs> you, you mean, am I done with the character? Right. Well, I didn't know if you want to keep going, even though yeah, you, you shifted the, to other things, right? So Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the book, I don't want to give too much of the, the book away and spoil uh -huh. it, but Marlo comes through his journey and the book ends with him basically being recruited into this kind of special order of priests that are tasked with taking on like the supernatural. And so a, a lot of folks who have read the book have said, hey, you clearly set this up to write more books or more stories about Father Marlowe. When's the next one coming out? And I have no <laughs> idea. But I, I did that intentionally just to kind of leave it open that there could be more stories featuring Father Marlowe. Because I do love his character. I really think he's a He's an interesting person because he's he's so flawed, but he's also a good person. You know, I, I feel like he's very realistic. He's got a lot of faults, but he's also got a lot of good qualities. I think people can relate to him. I feel like once I read this book and I want more of Father Marlowe, I'm going to bug you like over and over to continue this book. <laughs> and I will be the only one because it sounds like your fans already hungering for it even though you're offering all these other horror stories though we're still hungering for 
more yeah. Father Marlowe. What can you tell us about horror writing as far as maybe any tips or anything for other new authors and stuff about writing horror? Because it seems like you've definitely, definitely yeah. got hands on that. It's interesting. I, I, even though it's kind of my chosen genre, I just kind of consider myself a writer who writes horror um, as opposed to like a horror writer. Gotcha. Uh, understand for me there's so many different ways a story is is um uh, comes about and it almost my best stories i feel like start with the characters you know what their main central conflicts are like what what is what is the protagonist what's the hero's journey is as joseph campbell would 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 call it it just inevitably because i'm such a fan of horror you know when i think of a central conflict i often put it in terms of in the context of a supernatural horror i do love supernatural horror it's my my favorite type of horror i'm not a big fan of like slashers and that kind of thing and right. not to denigrate them at all um right and, and by slashers i mean like friday the 13th like type right. of like i see what you, you mean mm-hmm. those things have their place and I, I think they're entertaining and 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 all that good stuff and they have their own artistic merit. It's just, you know, I, I much prefer uh, supernatural horror like The Exorcist or The Conjuring or, right. you know, something like Rosemary's Baby, H.P. Lovecraft, that kind of thing. You know, uh, so I would say that, you know, my number one tip would be you always start with the characters. Like, what is what is the character's story? What's driving them? And then in terms of writing, uh, for me, I've been writing since I was a kid, since I was like 10 years old. I've been writing. I wrote my first novel when I was 10. Um, wow. That was very good, right? It was a total utopian <laughs> ripoff because that's what I was reading at the time. Um, but I guess, you know, what I would say is if you if you want to get stuff published, then um, you need to write pretty much every day and you need to read pretty much every day and you need to read within your genre. So, I mean, I read a lot of horror, but you also need to read other stuff too. So, you know, and your own interests should drive what you read, right? Um, right. For me, it's, I read a lot of historical fiction. I read a lot of just straight history nonfiction because I'm fascinated by it. I read like all the greats too, like Steinbeck and Hemingway and Fitzgerald. You know, I was a lit student in college, so I have a background in Victorian and romantic literature and poetry. And hey. yeah, just read widely and just write as much as you can. So where can we get your book, Ambrose? The book is most easily gotten on um, Amazon. So it's available in paperback on Amazon from Muddy Paw Press. And it's also, if you're a Kindle Unlimited member, then you can get the ebook version for free. So I'm not sure what it, it's probably three bucks or something if you're not a, a Kindle Unlimited member, but that's where you can get it. So I uh, highly encourage you to go to Amazon. If you search under my my name, Ambrose Stoliker, you'll find that book. Uh, you'll find The Strange Nighttime Journey of Father Stephen Marlowe and my other novellas and um, a couple of the magazines where my short fiction's been published as well. Well, congratulations on this and also on the other stories that you have. I Thank feel you. like we're ready to read all this stuff that in the world that you've created and thank you for coming by today and talking to me about this world especially about father marlowe i'm really fascinated by his character and what he has to go through in this book so any last minute thing you want to tell us before we say bye today no just thank you for having me on um you know interviewers 
and bookstagrammers and book bloggers like you are, uh, it's so important that they support small press authors because, you know, the, the, the authors at the, the, you know, traditional publishing companies, they don't have any trouble getting press and coverage marketing, but folks like you, that when you promote small press authors, you're helping to keep the horror genre fresh and vibrant. Absolutely. Um, So I'm so thankful and appreciative of you. And and I just hope that you'll pick up a copy of the book and, you know, tell your friends about it. Uh, I think it's a great book. I loved writing it. And so I just hope that a wider audience will find it appealing. I hope so too. Absolutely. I hope this goes bigger and better and beyond because this is such a unique story also it's not just you know not to downgrade it either it's not just a regular slasher thriller or whatnot this is really unique to me but thank you again one more time that for coming by and hopefully i get to talk to you again when you get your next book going or when you have father marlowe have father marlowe to do more things beyond this book because like i said i think people are going to be clamoring for it and i hope so and you have no choice (laughs) you have no choice but to continue but i'm gonna let you go and i want to say thank you one more time and we'll talk to you next time ambrose thank you bye-bye thank you for listening to this episode of tell me about your book all the other information from this episode will be in the show notes Please support indie others as well as indie bookstores. And of course, the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where me and Caddy talk about all things books and, well, her cats too. See you then. Bye.